Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. Today's episode is a little longer than usual, but it is so worth it. I got a chance to talk to an entrepreneur who's grown a solo pet sitting and walking business into a full-on empire. You're going to be so inspired when you learn about her business philosophy. It's all about being authentic. That approach allows you to sell without being pushy, build a strong company culture, and provide tons of value to your community. We also talk about how to approach your business idols when you meet them in person and a few resources that she relies on to run and grow her pet industry business. Adina Silverstein is the founder, president, and CEO of award-winning Northwest Philadelphia-based professional dog walking and pet sitting company, Queenie's Pets. She is an entrepreneur and business coach specializing in processes, organization, boundary and goal setting, company culture, and profitability. Adina is committed to urban communities, force-free practices, empowering others, and ongoing professional and personal development, helping others to thrive and succeed. She's proud to sit on the Philadelphia Animal Advisory Committee, advising Philadelphia City Council and the city's mayor on the governance of wild and domesticated animals in the city. A graduate of American University, as well as the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, Adina continues to provide ongoing leadership and entrepreneurial advice. She's also a writer for national and local pet-related blogs. Queenie's Pets storefront operates as a boutique retail space, administrative office, and as a community center for pet owners. They offer a resource library, workshop and lecture series, and sell only unique and enriching products that make the lives of pets and their humans better. Adina lives in Philadelphia with her soon-to-be husband and their crew of rescues, a Roddy Scotty named Melodrama, yep, that's his name, <laughs> and four, yes, four cats, Mouse, Zizzy, Brucey Marbles, and Snacks. Hey, Adina. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for that introduction. Oh, it's just so wonderful. There was like nowhere to cut it down because you just have so many interesting things that you're doing. Um, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so glad you found me. Yeah, actually, you were recommended by one of my Instagram followers. So um, if anyone's listening to this, send me a DM if there's anyone you want to hear from and I will track them down <laughs> and make them come on my podcast. So um, let's start by talking about Queenie's Pets. How long have you been doing this? Um, I started Queenie's Pets in 2006 and I had been in the service industry and I had also been a teacher and I just really realized that I always wanted to work with animals, but I didn't want to be a veterinarian and I didn't want to deal with blood or death. And yeah. it took me a while to figure out that this was actually a viable career. And when I took the leap and just jumped in, it worked miraculously. So did you start out as just like yourself walking dogs? 
Basically, yes. I was the the neighborhood in which my company is now based. Uh, the, it's called Mount Airy. It's in inside of Philadelphia. It's a neighborhood of Mount Airy in the northwest section of the city, and. I had grown up in Mount Airy and I had worked in this area and I knew a lot of people and everyone knew I was obsessed with animals. So they would ask me to pet sit or they would ask me to help out with their animals in some way or another. And I left and I moved other places and I lived around the world. And then I kind of accidentally came back to Philadelphia to quote unquote, visit my mom. That was now 19 years ago. So my I like to say that I'm actually still just visiting. Um, <laughs> and so when folks heard that I was back, they asked me, hey, do you mind, can you still pet sit? And so I was doing it a little bit on the side. And eventually I got to the point where my quote unquote real job was being taken over by my pet sitting commitments. And so it just, it naturally built. And then when I decided to take the leap, I was able to organically build the business, just me, myself doing the walking and the sitting within, uh, within three months, I had 60 clients, um, because of just being known and being a trusted name and face in the community. So, but it was, I think I was four months in when I hired my first employee. Oh, wow. That's really fast. Yeah. And my second employee I hired was six months in and he still works for me. (laughs) That's awesome. He's amazing. Yes. So at what point did you decide that you wanted to um, have a facility? And are you the facility that you're in now? Is that where you started or did you have a smaller space to start out with? No, um, I operated out of my home for the first nine years that I had the company. And then you had mentioned in my bio that I am a graduate of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, which I don't know if you're familiar. What is that? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, great. So it's this incredible program that was born out of tragedy, which was the financial collapse, where Goldman Sachs made a promise to give back to um, businesses throughout the United States. So what they did was they committed that they would support 10,000 small business owners throughout the United States in in essence doing what they call a, an MBA on steroids. So they take successful entrepreneurs who are looking for exponential growth. And so you have to meet certain criteria to get into the program. So, you know, you have to have a certain number of employees and years in business, et cetera. But they, they take you in this program and they really, you dive in every single week for four months into the different modules you would be learning where you going for your actual MBA. And it's a super intense program. And the beauty of it is, is that you're working with all, not just other entrepreneurs, but um, no one's allowed to be a solopreneur and no one's allowed to be uh, a startup. You have to be an established business. So you're suddenly in this room with other people who are dealing with exactly what you're dealing with. And, um, in order to complete the program, you have to complete a growth plan and it has to be not just something that's, you have to prove that it's not just a quote unquote good idea, but that it's a viable business opportunity. And by the end of the program, you present your business opportunity and your growth plan to a panel of vice presidents from Goldman Sachs and our, our cohort, we actually also presented to the mayor of Philadelphia and, we got approved. And, um, so my growth plan was to open my storefront. I knew I, for years I had known that I wanted to have a storefront. I wanted for people, the general population to see that pet sitting wasn't just some job that anybody could do. It wasn't just a job that you did to 
when you're in between jobs or when you're a teenager, that it was a legitimate, actual profession. And so that's what we did. And it's been absolutely this amazing journey. Not only did it do what I had proposed, which was double our inquiry rate and and all these other things, it really got us much closer to our community. We're on a main commercial storefront, uh, main commercial thoroughfare rather, and people can walk in and say, hey, what are you? And are you a groomer? No, we're not a groomer. Are you a veterinarian? No, we're not. Do you sell puppies? No, we definitely don't. So So, um, it's been a wonderful opportunity. We love it because it not only has new people coming in and figuring out who we are and what we do, but it's a place where our existing clients who are super loyal, many of whom have been with us since we opened our doors or our non-literal doors in 2006, and they come in and they chat with us or they talk with us when their pets are ailing or they talk with us about hey, we're thinking of moving and we want to make sure we buy a house that's still in your service area. And we just have a great chance to bond with people. So that's amazing. That's a long answer to a short question. <laughs> no, it was a really great answer. Um, so, so, okay, so you had your facility for like how many years? <laughs> so it's four years now. For like four years. Okay. And um, and it, so what all do you do, you do out of there? Because you had mentioned in your bio that you have like some seminars and it's community space. So yeah, is there it's... like place for dogs to play or do you do training there? Or like what all, what happens there? Sure. So basically it is a space where it's always pet friendly and people can certainly come in with their dogs. We've even had a few cats hang out with us in there, believe it or not. And they can they can come in and sit with their laptop and use our Wi-Fi and just enjoy. So, you know, whereas you might want to go to a coffee shop to do work, you can't bring your dog. So if as long as their dog is like pet or pe- and people friendly, they could do that. But more, moreover, it's a space where people can, again, come in, they can ask us questions, they can get advice, they can get referrals. So we mm-hmm. don't train, but we have wonderful relationships with lots of trainers. We have relationships with groomers and veterinarians. So we do a lot of referring out and giving people advice. Where should I adopt my next cat from? And, you know, how do I deal with this problem? Or how do I welcome a new puppy into my family? So we do a lot of that. And uh, we have, we are working on creating a whole workshop series, but we've held a few classes so far and looking forward, a big, big part of our mission is education and having people really not just have a pet, but understand and have a real relationship with their pet. So that's a big thing that we're working on. And and then we also have um, boutique real, real retail. And, (laughs) and so it's all of our products do what we state in our tagline, which is to make the lives of pets and their humans better. So it, while we sell some squeaky toys, they're not just, Oh, that dog, that toy is so sweet. That's cute. We sell a toy, for example, called here doggy H E A R. And that is a toy that squeaks at a frequency that only dogs can hear. So if you're a pet mama listening to this and you have an obsessive squeaker like I do, <laughs> there is a toy out there that will not annoy the living heck out of you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to tell my sister about that because every time I talk to her on the phone, her dog is in the background just like squeaking <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know how like moms of human babies, like they can tune out the crying. Mm -hmm. I can tune out a squeaker like nobody's business uh, at this point. But yeah, it's basically your profession to do so. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so we have that's just a tiny example. We have a lot of enrichment toys. So, you know, people think, oh, a lot of times I'll hear from people. My cat doesn't like toys. I like to say, I guarantee your cat does like toys. Let's work through a litany of what is going to engage them. So again, we really use the opportunity to bring people in and talk with them. And and if we, if they're not sure if their dog will like something, we say, bring it in, try it out. You know, when I'm in a store and I want to smell what this lotion smells like, there's a tester there. So we have things that people can test and come in and see, does their dog like it? And, um, you know, will their cat use it and so forth? So, so we have a lot of fun there. It's also our administrative offices. So Mm -hmm. I have a leadership team that works out of there and we have, um, our different, we have also a staff room. And so our staff can come in there, especially on freezing cold days, like, right now they can come in get some hot chocolate or coffee so it's really made to be a space that's not just a space for us to work or a space for whatever we are doing with pets at a given moment it's a space to really welcome our community yeah and so to answer the last part of your question no we don't do like a daycare situation we don't but we do have some people who will say to us hey Um, I have contractors in my house today. Can you watch my dog while they're making lots of banging noises? So we'll take different dogs into the office for the day to help out our existing clients. Right. So it sounds like it's almost like a neighborhood, like a dog information center. Um, And you provide a ton of free advice just as a value to the community, which is which is really awesome. And I think the education part is so important. You know, we all spend so much time seeing people commenting on things on the internet that are questionable. <laughs> so um, providing that education to people <laughs> is is really a huge value, I think. Yeah, and our company is completely committed to being force-free, fear-free, and stress-free for pets. So no choke chains, no prong collars, no flexi leads, no shock collars. And so we do a lot to educate on that. We have these huge display windows. And so we do a lot about how to do something force-free or how to deal with a certain thing force-free. The different products we offer are all products that engage in that sort of modality with our animals. So when people come in, we love to hand them articles we've printed out from different force-free resources. And of course, anyone that we have a professional relationship with is also committed to that same thing. So. Right. It sounds like um, you just, you know, in, in terms of, I don't know, really all of your marketing in and out, but it just sounds like you provide so much free value to people kind of as a roundabout way to promote your business, um, which I just think is, I I like working with companies that are like that and I try to be that way. You know, I run a blog, so obviously I provide a lot of free information to people in order to kind of get my company name out there and and establish my brand in in the community. Um, And I just think that's so much more effective than you know, running lots of ads or saying, buy this thing, buy this thing. Um, Instead, you kind of start from a place of education and value, which is just awesome. Well, and I think, you know, my whole life, I've been a super passionate person. Anything I do, I'm all in. (laughs) And so I don't sell from a place of sell, sell, sell. I sell from my heart and my gut. And so all of the products that we have in our store 
are products that you would also see if you came to my house. You know, my my cats are feeding out of the enrichment feeders. My dog is using a twist and treat when I have company over. All of these different things are products that I believe in and I don't have any products in my store that are just like, oh, well, people like that. So, you know, people ask all the time, do you sell, I'm not going to use a name of a product that I don't like, but they'll ask, you know, do you sell this flea and tick medication? And we absolutely do not because most of them are not really great for our pets Mm -hmm. and they're kind of dangerous. So, I will not sell anything I don't believe in. And so sometimes it'll sound like I'm giving this salesy pitch for something. And really it's just because I believe so strongly in the product and I care so deeply that everyone in our community has a happy and well-treated and loved pet. So, uh, so yeah, you're absolutely right. We, I, I have no problem giving advice away, of course, within, within reason, right. (laughs) You know, and we do have paid sessions. So, um, we have thing, we will help people. We help people puppy proof their homes. So we'll go out to their homes and they can hire us to talk through how to puppy proof. That's a very cool service to offer. It is. It's, um, we just launched it like at the end of last year and it's going really, really well. And we're getting tremendously successful feedback from people and people are really happy about it. So we are doing that. We do a lot of things prepping their dog and their home for integrating even a new adult dog. So it doesn't have to be a puppy. Um, and how to make sure the dog is safe from the child and the child is safe from the dog. So lots of things like that. So we, we do those as well. And of course, you know, I believe as an entrepreneur and a business owner, I do believe in the value of my time. And so absolutely, we are talking to people for free all the time and I'm blogging and I'm doing things like that. But we do also have a monetary value around what we do and in in different ways. And yeah, that's so genius. I think so many people have ideas for, you know, what their expertise is, you know, maybe, you know, you've had a lot of different dogs over your lifetime. And so you kind of know how to puppy proof or dog proof certain situations, but it would never occur to them to monetize it like you have. So it's very genius. Thank you. And I think it's, you know, one of the things that sometimes I get really upset when someone is really committed to aversive training or dominance based training and they'll say, well, it works. And one of the arguments, even putting aside this thought that it works, and I could debunk that as well, but one of the things I will say to people is, okay, so do you own a cell phone? <laughs> and they'll say, of course I do. And I'll say, okay, so your belief on the science of communication has changed since the 70s, 80s, 90s, what have you, since dominance-based training has come out. So there's new evidence and there's new science showing us that the methodology behind force-free training works. And Mm -hmm. in fact, it's better and it makes our lives better. It makes the lives of our pets better, just like having a cell phone. And of course, some people will agree that having a cell phone doesn't make our lives better. But overall, I think we can all kind of probably agree on that. And um, yeah, or any, so any health kind of thing, like eating Absolutely. red meat or eating carbs or sugar, like, you know, whatever it right. is, you know, right. anything like that has right. changed with research. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I'm really big on being able to make sure that people know that there's new information out there. And I love to provide it. I'm a huge, huge fan of the whole dog journal. And so we have 
lots of information from whole dog journal that we will pass on to our clients whenever we can, because I think they're just rich with brilliant information. Awesome. We'll definitely have to check that out. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. So it sounds like you have learned so much and changed so much in the time since you started your business in 2006. Six. Six? <laughs> yeah. um, so what do you what do you see in yourself that has changed the most as a business owner or as a leader in that time? That's a fantastic question. I think that I went from just being a, oh gosh, can I do this? Oh, I think I can do this to I'm doing this to I'm doing it like a boss. <laughs> I, I am even with myself, that value of ongoing education and learning and growing, adapting, changing is huge. And so when I first started the business, I think I was terrified of the business part of it. I was terrified of sales or marketing or, you know, um, systems. And now that's my area of expertise because I'm constantly, I'm taking classes or I'm in different growth programs or I'm doing community learning. It doesn't matter. I'm just always committed that if you know if you're if you're not growing you're dying. And so I need to be learning. I need to be experiencing new things. So I've done a lot to improve myself as and become really confident as a business owner, confident as a risk taker. And then also I've become extraordinarily organized. So my business has system upon system, and we're always improving upon them. So anybody listening who's new and you're thinking, oh God, I don't have a system, just try a system. And if it fails, great, we'll start a new one. But (laughs) so it's, I think that's the biggest area of growth is that I've gone from doing a business because I love dogs to loving a business. And therefore I'm able to treat dogs and cats and beyond really, really well. Yeah. So my business is solid. We are a fixture in our community. We're getting a name for ourselves on a much wider scale. I speak at conferences and so forth. And our message is getting out there because I'm now my passion. I've, I have an operations manager. I have a, a client services manager. You know, I have people doing those things so that I can move forward in my commitment and my mission to continue to educate. And I want other business owners to be extraordinarily successful. And, and my entire goal in being a business coach is that I want people everywhere to understand that being a dog walker, being a pet sitter is a true profession. And so whatever I can do to professionalize in the industry. So the biggest change for me has becoming a real and true businesswoman, CEO, president of a company rather than just, I'm a dog walker or I happen to own a dog walking company. Right. I think it's a major mindset shift. And I've been working on that myself too, is like, you know, so I've had my, my site wear, wag, repeat for almost six years. And for a long time, I would say, I'm a, I'm a dog mom blogger. I blog about dogs and style and blah, 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 (laughs) blah, blah. Um, and then like last year I decided to sort of reframe it and say, I run a website 
for dog moms. Um, or I have a company that has a website for dog moms and a podcast and a shop, you know, all the things. Um, and I think it's just like little, little tiny shifts like that to say, I'm the owner of this. I run Absolutely. this instead of Absolutely. saying, um, the other way around, which is kind of like, I work for my blog, um, right. and kind of taking ownership. And it's just like, it's such a little, just a little language shift, but it makes a huge difference in how I view myself and what I do. 100%. And once I realized that I could, I get to make my own title and I have everyone on my team choose their own title as well. And so that you can really own the position. So when I started calling myself a CEO, it was my mindset completely shifted. And I started to dress how a CEO might ought to dress. Right. Uh -huh. And that doesn't mean that I wear like a Hillary Clinton business suit, but what it means it, all due respect to HRC, but, <laughs> um, but, the, but that it means that I get to dress in a way that makes me feel like a boss that makes me feel successful and, and as a leader. So, and I had to throw that in there because your website and your style is awesome. So I had to talk <laughs> a little bit about fashion. Um, Thank but you. I, I, I do think that that is actually, it is actually quite important is, dressing the way that makes you feel confident and getting your hair done and whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be, um, traditionally sort of feminine, girly, whatever, however you want to word it in order to, to be in that place, sure. but whatever makes you feel confident and whatever is going to make you feel like the leader that you actually are inside. So yeah. match the outside with how you feel on the inside. I think so. it could even be like setting up your desk in a way that you feel is really powerful and professional. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be your personal appearance, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I think though, so, and I, I bring it up because I think for me, as I have developed as an entrepreneur and, and a leader, I have watched myself physically change in the sense that, you know, it is important to me what earrings am I picking? Because people notice the finer details. So it's not that it's not to say that your looks are everything and that that would be offensive. And, you know, I would apologize to all of my feminist sisters, but, um, it, it is important that you feel that, that you look good. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so however you feel and whatever makes you feel strong and secure, that's going to come across. And so, you know, whether, whether, and you might feel strongest and most secure in yoga pants and a tank top and go for it. Right. So that's the, that's the point that I'm making. Exactly. Well, okay. So hearing from you, um, you know, there's a lot to admire about what you've done with your business, but is there anyone in the pet industry that, that really inspires you or who, who you'd like to kind of connect with? Oh, wow. Um, so my, my dream is to connect with Dr. Marty Becker. Um, Marty, if you're out there, <laughs> holler at me. Um, <laughs> I just, what he has done for the forestry veterinary movement is unbelievable. Um, you know, and may she rest in peace. Dr. Sophia Yin was just, just an amazing, amazing woman. And I'm constantly still on her website and I'm, I'm actually, I Googled myself and somehow my name is on one of her brochures. I am <laughs> some quotation by me is on one of her, one of the brochures, That's for her exciting. Company, which is super cool. Um, but so, you know, definitely a hero, um, Dr. Karen Becker, uh, um, Patricia McConnell, all of these people who are just real incredible leaders. And then just 
certain business leaders. So, you know, Sarah Blakely, I heard her speak. So she's the founder and owner of Spanx and right. I love her. (laughs) She's amazing. She actually spoke at the um, annual alumni summit for Goldman Sachs, uh, um, 10,000 businesses. And she blew my mind. And, you know, Joe Malone spoke, who is also amazing. Danny Meyer is a life game changer. The author of the book Traction, Gino Wickman, to have an hour in the room with him, I would lose my mind. (laughs) So real people who are out there. I happen to be very, very fortunate uh, to be in a business organization. And Vern Harnish, who's the author of The Rockefeller Habits and Scaling Up, is in the same organization. And so I've gotten to meet him. I've, you know, gotten to sit and chat with him. I, we were at the, I helped his family adopt their, um, their adopted, uh, their rescue chihuahua. So, but, so I'm, I'm able to meet some real leaders in the business community and it's amazing. And, um, I got to meet Victoria Stillwell once. She wouldn't remember me, but I did get to meet her. So she was incredible. So, so I have okay. a lot of heroes out there. Okay, so I'm wondering, <laughs> you do, which is awesome. I think it's so important to have people that you can look up to like that. Um, so, okay, I've been in situations where I'm like, I want to meet this person or I want to connect with this brand or something like that. And I'm like, what do I say to them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like a dork, right? do you have any, like, what is your sort of approach when you're meeting like Victoria Stillwell? Like, what did you say to her? <laughs> um, I, first of all, I'm pretty sure I told her her boots were amazing. I'm sure um, they were because she has cause they were. clothes. Yeah. yeah. And um, she was speaking. I was at the annual conference for uh, the Pet Professional Guild down in Florida, and she was the the one of the keynote speakers. Actually, Dr. Becker was as well. And so I kind of casually went up to her right after she spoke. I asked for a photo with her, and I think it it's important to not hound people like that, but to be maybe a little more casual in and not seem like you're too cool for school, but to just let them know that you respect their work, not take up too much of their time and let them know what you respect and why and ask them if you can follow up with them. So, um, I recently met, um, Nick Bayer who started the Saxby's coffee company, if you're familiar with that. And his, model is incredible and he's such a giver. And so I, my tactic is kind of go hear people speak and then talk to them after they're done speaking. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And I asked him if we could have lunch. Um, he said yes, but there hasn't been a follow-up yet. So, you know, Nick, if you're listening, Hey, still here. Um, thanks for the shout I out. I love on. that you're assuming that all these really influential <laughs> people are listening to my show. <laughs> Well, I share it far and wide. Um, and you know, so, but that, that's really kind of, I have to say in life, if you're a passionate person and you're out there and you're doing good things, ultimately you're going to get attention. I mean, look at your social media following you're, you're doing amazing things and you're connecting with incredible leaders in our industry. And when you reached out to me, I was like, Oh my goodness, little old me, like, how did you find me? So, um, I think, the network that you, you know, there's a saying like be surround yourself with people you want to be and good people, know good people, no more good people. And so, you know, you were introduced to, 
I was introduced to you, ver- vice versa, however you want to say it, by Lauren Heath. Hey, shout out to Lauren. And and I'm her business coach. And, you know, but she's gotten me connected with some amazing people. And so I just think it's the company that you keep. And there's an, there's a real exchange amongst great people who are out there who, like you were saying earlier, you have a, you're, you're a very genuine person. You are not doing this podcast so that you get rich and famous. You're doing this podcast because it's what you care about. Yeah. And that comes across and good people can read that in one another. So I don't, you know, there's business leaders that I wouldn't want to sit down with because I don't respect the way they do business. Absolutely. So that's, you know, there's certain political leaders that I would not want to sit down with, even if I had the opportunity, right? Well, that goes without (laughs) saying. (laughs) So, you know, I just say that to say that anybody out there who is looking to connect with good people, be authentic and, you know, don't sell, sell, sell. But I mean, I recently wrote a Facebook message to Josh Carey, who, you know, for, from Petsidology and, um, and the hidden entrepreneur. And I was just like, Hey, you live in the town my dad lives in. What's up? I mean, it was, you know, wasn't like, Hey, I, will you interview me? It was right. just genuine. So right. yeah, I think my, that's where I come from. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we can't, we cannot end this interview without talking about some of your favorite tools and resources since you are like the queen of, or the queenie of systems. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the queenie of systems. Um, what, like, cause I'm always just in awe of people who have all these automated things set up and I try to do my best, but what are some of your favorite tools and resources that you use all the time? So I think first and foremost is the book Traction by Gina Wickman. And that is the foundation for setting up EOS or the entrepreneurial operating system. And whether it's that or whether it's gazelles and gazelles and EOS have a lot of crossover, but having an actual system. So in other words, not, oh, I made this system up, but how do I operate within a prescribed system that teaches me how to create my own systems inside of that? So EOS is a business tool. And for anyone out there suffering and not knowing how to create systems, run, don't walk and get traction and honestly get the actual physical book. You can listen to it as well on audible, but get the actual book because you can write in it and highlight it and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's one, I think having different networking groups of which you either are a member or you attend meetings is vital because knowing that you have a community out there when you can't figure something out and you can reach out to someone and say, Hey, I know you do podcasts. How do I do this thing on Skype? Whatever. Like know your resources, know who's good at what you're not good at, own what you're good at, own what you're not good at and reach out to other experts. Um, I think other tools, things like you know, using Slack to communicate with your team. We, my office, we switched over to um, voice over internet protocol. So we have ring central, which is a system where we can organize all of our communication systems into one place. We can project manage in it and create hashtags just among our own team. So we can follow up and say, Oh, we were having a problem with keys. Okay. Hashtag keys. What was the problem and and who was having it and how can we triage this problem? Mm -hmm. So, so some technology, but realizing that it's not 
always about technology and that there really is that human connection is irreplaceable no matter how technological our world gets. So, and really using social media for the power of good um, mm -hmm. and not bombarding people with the same message over and over again, have fun, be authentic. You know, I'm not huge on social media, but what I do do is from my heart and my gut. So we have fun on social media. Actually today, later today, I'm posting this weekend, there was a Saturday Night Live commercial about dogs, like one yeah. of our fake commercials, and it was hilarious. And it's totally inappropriate and will offend some people. And we're going to post it anyway, because it's hilarious. And that's my voice, right? So right. staying true to yourself. So I think, I mean, that's a, that's a limited answer, because I could probably talk about systems forever and a day, because I <laughs> love systems. Um, but what whatever works for you as an individual. So some people think, well, I can't write things down. I have to use an online tool and you don't, right. you can write things down. So, you know, using what works best for your systems and, and understanding your own learning style. So let me put one other plug in there, which would be for using personality tests. So whether it's the disc test or um, Colby or whatever it mm -hmm. is, do personality tests, even if it's just for yourself, to understand how do you operate? Because I guarantee you, you actually don't understand how you operate. Right. And I just read that, a book. I can't remember what it's called, but it was all about, um, there was like maybe four different options of like what your personality type was yeah. and then how yeah. to take advantage of that uh, mm -hmm. and work smarter, basically. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then as you're hiring or having, or even working with certain vendors, um, who make a big difference in how you operate have personality test them because you will find that you work best. You know, if, if you're one personality and someone else is another, don't even hire them because it's not going to work out. So that's definitely a tool. But again, even if you're a solopreneur right now, disc test yourself and you will, you'll actually be amazed because you'll think that you were a driver and really you're, you know, you're not, it's, right. there's, all these different right so yeah. yeah yeah so awesome well unfortunately we have to wrap it up so yeah. tell everyone where they can find you and queenies and everything okay so my, my handle is at queenies pets across all social media and um i am also they can reach me personally via email if they want coaching or want to connect my email address is adina a-d-i-n-a at queenies and uh, our website is queeniespets.com and there's a there's a coaching page on there. And yeah, so I'm also at Queenies Coaching on Instagram as well. So Queenies Coaching and I'm also Queenies Pets on Instagram. So I have both. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adina. Thank you very much. This opportunity is amazing. It's great to meet you. Likewise. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.